So Kenny's back. Kenny's back. And he's still not sounding the greatest. Oh, he sounds amazing. Hi, my name is Kenneth, and this is my normal sound. Are you actually sick, or do you have, like, allergies or something? Uh, yeah, I'm super contagious, and I definitely shouldn't be left in rooms with people and making podcasts with them. Crap. <laughs> uh, no. No, it's like, I don't know, head cold, I guess. kind of get this every year. Mixed with my, well, because I, I have bad allergies. If I'm actually allergic to almost every tree that grows in Michigan. A little proud fact. <laughs> a little, little Kenny fun fact. Uh, and it's very annoying to live here sometimes. I bet you would have an allergy anywhere you go, though. I would. When I was in Texas last at the beginning of this year for a week, uh, there was one, like a dogwood or something like that. There's one tree that grew there that was just the worst. That sounds rough. <laughs> I'm sorry. You got a smile out of me. Yeah, I was but I'm really forcing myself <laughs> I not to you, laugh. I thought you would have like, had your dumb I'm joke. Sorry, sorry. Sounds like you're allergic to the bark. <laughs> oh, that was actually better. That was a better one. That was better. We both laughed at it. Glad to have you back. I'm uh, really glad to be back. Here at the TAE studios. From what I've heard, uh, your recording was just awful. It was pretty bad. Just Two and a half minutes of me trying to get more followers. Of you apologizing. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. That was bad. No, I'm joking. You know I love you. Yeah, so this week is our recap of Super Mario Odyssey. Recappy. So it's been two weeks, right? Two weeks that it's been out. We've both finished the storyline mm. of the game. What so a delicious storyline. I actually really liked it. It's a very classic Mario storyline. It's It's very cutesy. Um, but yeah. still, uh, you know, it's, it's good for the whole, whole family, but still interesting. You know, you, you never feel like, oh, this is really lame. It's actually good. You know, the classic Mario storylines, you know, where Mario, he's home and his dad comes up and he's like, oh, you need to do your homework. And he's like, oh, want to, when he storms out, I think that's Paris Bueller's day off. Yes. That's a different <laughs> that's franchise. Mario. All right. So we may as well say right now, there's going to be spoilers in this episode. It's a recap of the whole game. Are and we spoiling? Story. We're going to spoil some stuff because there's some points that I want to make. Anytime you hear this, it means spoiler. Spoiler coming up. You're just going to be doing that the whole time. I'm going to do like, no, it's like a news broadcast. Oh, it's the latest news today. Nope. No? So at the end, or actually rather at the first end, because there's a first ending. I don't know if you heard the spoiler sound. So at the first ending, basically it made it feel like Peach led Bowser on too. What? Like the way the story played out, like at the end where Mario wins, right? So this is the end end. Yeah. And they're walking away and Peach goes off on her own. Yeah. And Bowser's like, take me. And Mario's like, no, take me. And they're fighting for her. So obviously Bowser has an ultimate affection for her. I don't think it I don't think that part of the story had anything other to do with Nintendo just trying to show people that Peach is an independent woman. She don't need no man or giant turtle person. Bowser wanted to marry her, so I mean it's just it's reinforcing well, that idea. Hmm. Well, I mean like he's the he's the animal kingdom version of a pervert though. <laughs> I mean he keeps stealing this chat. That is a good point. You know, you think he would have gone to jail by now, not be ruling his own Bowser kingdom or whatever. It yeah, is. but he's the who's going to put him in jail? Toad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Toad's not. Gonna yeah, that. what are the Goombas going to do without a leader? Yeah. You think Goombas. you think they can organize? You think they have a civil society without Bowser? No. <laughs> what? I was going to say, you know, I feel like the Goombas, if they had to go somewhere else, they could hop over to like the Ronald McDonald kingdom. 
they would fit in perfectly with the fry guys. I was gonna say they would just be hamburger buns. They would. They do look like weird <laughs> hamburger buns. So yes, are mushrooms. I don't know what they are. Like think about okay, think about the first Mario game. Mm-hmm. Okay, you had mushrooms, and you had Koombas. Mm-hmm. Was the whole game? Like when they were first introduced, was the whole game just centered around like mushrooms? I'm pretty sure it was a drug trip. Yeah, I don't think they did. They didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> it sure seems like it because they they put the con they put the game out with the console, the NES, and then they uh, what is it? And then they put it in the toy section when it first came out. So they knew that it was for kids. Yeah, there really wasn't an electronic section back then. So let's think for a moment. There were turtle. There's lots of different turtles. Mm-hmm. There's lots of different types of mushrooms. I'm guaranteeing that the Goomba is a mushroom. It's not like a squirrel or something like that because there's no tail. Yeah. It's just a just a furry fungus, furry brown mushroom. So, all right. So, I mean, that's all the storyline stuff. So, I guess. Oh, that's all of it. Well, that's everything. That's all we got. A recap over the story. I think overall it was a really good story. I did like some of the throwbacks to uh, some of the other other games in the franchise. I, I think we already talked about, like, the new Donk City thing. Um just uh, some other throwbacks to the gameplay. Um, I, I overall, I was very impressed by the game. I, I yeah. think it's going to have a really good like playability and replayability. Like I feel like I'll be able to pick that game up in like a year yeah. and enjoy it again thoroughly. You know what the switch is starting to remind me of is uh, when the N64 came out when I was a kid, you know, that it, um, it had a lot of controller ports. So you can you can play with a lot of people, but it also I don't know. There's just something about back then when it came out, it wasn't a console you played by yourself. Like you played with your friends. Like when the first 3D Zelda came out, like you wanted to like show it to your friends and you wanted to play with them. You wanted to talk about discoveries with yourself with them. Same as like Super Mario 64. So the Switch to me seems like a a natural homage to the N64 in a lot of ways. Uh, I have no idea why. I don't know why it feels that way. No other Nintendo consoles felt that way to me. You know, uh, the reason why I bring that up is that I love... There's a uh, spoiler. This is probably really loud. I'm sorry. Uh, the reason why I'm bringing up the Super, uh, the Super Mario 64 thing in particular is there's a lot of really cool... Um, uh, I don't know what the right word is. An homage or... What, what would you do, like the stuff that you could do with Super Mario 64 and they're like, they have the Mushroom Kingdom. You can actually be the uh, polygonal Mario right. from Super Mario 64. They're, just, they're throwbacks. Um, but I, they well, do, because they like, do so much more than a throwback though. It's like, the, it's like a loving, it's like a loving little, little like, uh, you know what? We love this game so much. We just wanted to like, like bring it back here in a little way that we can. Well, yeah. Cause there's the whole, well, like you said, there's the, the N64 Mario suit, which makes him look like the old polygon. Which Mario, I love seeing, which him is really cool. In a fully like modern 3D rendered right. world is really funny. Well, because like I mean, and his, it's my favorite suit right now. It's <laughs> the number of polygons is like three <laughs> in that Mario. So mm-hmm. it is really funny when you have this beautifully rendered world to see that. <laughs> Were you uh, saying in one of our podcasts that the 3D rendered Mario from Super Mario 64 was the weirdest one for you? Yeah, because like, and you, then we and then we get to see him again. We actually get to see him game. again. So yeah, it was kind of nice to see that. But I disagree. I love it. I don't know. He's just. It's not that I don't like it. It's just really weird. Yeah. So his no. head is a lot. Uh, his head is a lot larger. Is what I've learned. 
back in the day. Yeah. Like it was like the difference between seeing the 64 head and the modern day Mario head. It looked like a balloon back then. It was kind of interesting. And then they also did the throwback of when you enter the castle, if you stand in the sun and you look up into the actual sun, you get a, you get a moon out of that, which back in N64 uh, this you Mario 64, you would get well, a star. Well, no, you got that. a star. Oh, yeah, because the Mushroom Kingdom had stars, not moons. So there's this really cool thing once you've finished the game. <laughs> Spoilers. That's, that's going to get annoying. Yes, it is. Your sister, you're already annoyed. Already I see annoying. the look on your face. <laughs> it's very annoying. Uh, there's this really cool thing at the end of the game where once you beat it, like beat Bowser and everything, rescue Peach. Number one, like the goal, the thing with the game is that's cool is that you're traveling all around the world. So like you're going to these quote unquote kingdoms, but it's like, here's an ocean kingdom. Here's a snow kingdom. Here's a city kingdom, things like that. It's pretty neat. Um, even, even go to the moon at one point, which is pretty cool. I know. I just want a pretty neat. And the dark side of it. Oh, come don't. You gotta let me do the thing first, Brandon. You were already spoiler. like covered. You were covered. <laughs> I know you have to do that in the middle of a spoiler. Uh, anyways, um, so it's pretty cool. Uh, after you beat the game, Peach will uh, she kind of like travels around the world, and you get to kind of visit it. But it's like you're on vacation with her a little bit. It's kind of neat. But what's really awesome is that once you beat it, the very last kingdom. I mean, there's a couple other parts of the moon, but the what I would call the very last kingdom is the Mushroom Kingdom, and it's literally like a redesigned version of the open world area from Super Mario 64. But it's got like new... You know, we talked in the last one, they don't call it stars in this one, they call it power moons. It's got power moons all over the place that you can collect, and so many different like puzzles for you to solve, and things like that. It is... And it's just wonderful. It's my favorite kingdom. I loved it. Well, they did the throwback, too, to the paintings that you jump in, which I thought was really neat. I saw that. And then they also had the uh, the courtyard was fully there. Where in N64, there was a boo out there, yeah. which I thought was really cool. So it was that area, if you played the original game, where um, it was in the castle. If you got the stairwell for the first time. If you if you went down the stairwell, didn't go to the basement, but you went down the stairwell, there was a courtyard that had like a bunch of trees in it and a little fountain in the center. And it was a very small area. Uh, they actually brought that area back, but not as but not as a fully like 3D rendered modern day like the actual. It was the actual area. Nintendo 64 style area, and then they d- let you do like a couple puzzles in it. That was it. That was probably my favorite little area. Yeah, I, like I thought that. that was that was a really nice touch. It makes me guys. it makes me wish that they did a full remake of Super Mario sixty four with modern graphics. Like I know, um, when's the last time you played Super Mario sixty four? Couple years. I don't know. I mean, Couple I have years? it too. It's been a while. Um, I played it. I want to say last year sometime. Uh, I played an emulator. Don't tell anybody, uh, but I played an emulator for it and you know what? It doesn't, mm, I want to be careful cause I still love the game. It doesn't hold up that well. And I think we talked about that. That's the same for a lot of Nintendo 64 games, but as far as like not only the gameplay, but the looks, the controls mm. for Mario and granted it's the first, it's the first uh, 3d platformer to ever get it right. Right. You know, and what's now, you know, it's a quintessential platform where every other one is based off of it. But it would be neat to bring it back just as a little remake 
tighten up those controls like you did with Super Mario Odyssey. Yep. Um, and then maybe even reimagine some of the levels a little bit, you know, and make it a little bit, uh, I don't want to say tougher, but a little bit more of that Odyssey feel where there's a little bit of, I don't know. When you play a Mario game for the first time, when it's brand new, it's like there's a little magic and wonder when you jump in. Yeah, totally. You know, where there's so many secrets that you can find. Like you might even remember like going to school. Like that was my favorite thing was going to school and talking about with the other guys and just finding out like the secrets that they found and and they would give you their secret sauce to finding it too. And we didn't really have the internet like as prevalent back then either. So like there was a lot of discovery. You had to talk to your friends if you wanted to find some secrets. Well, that's, that's like, uh, Every every once in a while, I like to watch somebody. Like I mentioned, I like to watch people play games. Mm-hmm. So I'm one of those people that where I'll watch people play video games on YouTube. Like, I actually like that. So far, everyone that I've seen, the first episode that they played Super Mario Odyssey, they've encouraged their watchers, like, if, you're, if you haven't played the game yet, do not watch us play. Like, we want you to, like, see everything for the first time, experience it all, like, unfiltered. Now, I've seen a lot of stuff before the game came out. Uh, like not only like reviews, but also just seen footage of what it's like And your son. We talked about did too. You were very abstinent. Like you were very much like, I do not want to know a single thing about this game. Like, so tell me, tell me like one of the, maybe even one of the first things that you've noticed or the first thing that happened in the game that like surprised you or just, you know, put, you know what I mean? When I say with the Mario game, just put that smile on your face. Like, Oh, that's clever. Well, honestly, like the the only thing I really saw before playing the game was the I want to say it was the original announcement with the the official Switch launch announcement yeah. was like the real the only real thing I saw. So a lot of the gameplay stuff was like new to me because I mean yeah they showed it in the demo but it was it wasn't really a true played demo it was all pre set up so like a lot of the cappy stuff I thought was really cool. Like being able to throw it on enemies and things like that. I mean, that whole gameplay element was just like really fascinating, and I liked it a lot. I also uh, because I didn't really see anything except for they demoed the what did they demo at that? They demoed the new Donk City a little bit. There yeah. was one of the T Rex things they showed off, and then they showed that there was going to be a wedding theme, but that was it. It was actually they didn't even really oh. show that it was wedding. They, they pretty d- much didn't really say a lot after that, though. No, you almost could. did. You did you also see like Cappy, and you met him, and you also met like how he can quote unquote capture things. They they talked about it, but that dynamic wasn't even really introduced very much. So because they you if you've seen all that, you've almost seen everything that they've announced. They were very hush hush about a lot of things. Yeah. Um. Well, I'll give you my moment, like my very first, like, just like childlike smile that I got on my face was the first time that you captured something. They, they have you and you're in this, you're like this pond and there's a bunch of frogs around and it's very clear. You're supposed to throw your hat at these frogs. And so I did. And you captured the frog for the first time. And they went over this whole cinematic of Mario, like, slipping through the frog's mind and like you actually saw like pictures of like real life frogs yeah which is funny uh and then at the last moment they show a first person view of you as mario inside the frog's head looking down at your frog cans and it was mario when like you know he talks in the games he's like ah you know and things like that it was when he went down and it actually wasn't something I saw that made me smile. It was just Mario making this sound. 
like just him as a frog just saying like an italian ribbit yeah i don't know why it made me smile it was very funny it was clever so so speaking of cappy and the the general gameplay dynamic i know we talked about this uh the last time we talked about odyssey but um as far as like the actual actual gameplay now that i've put quite a bit of time into it i'll say that holds up pretty well so the only thing that i i think that kind of throws me off because i'm very much a pro controller guy now whenever i'm like sitting and playing the game um it's it's not as good with the motion controls you definitely the ideal gameplay is to have the two joy con yeah one in each hand so disconnected i notice exactly what you're saying is the best way to play the game i'll say the worst way to play yeah is sadly in the tablet mode the, the actual portable mode. I still, you say It's worse. still good. It's it's the worst out of them. It's not bad. I mean, it's just not worst, as good. It's 100% not only doable, but you're, you'll enjoy the game. So. Right. There are, there are a couple areas that, because you have to rely on the motion controls more, it gets tricky. What do you rely on the most con- motion controls for? There is, well, the, the well, one like, that comes to mind, and I feel on? like I mentioned this before, the one that comes to mind is in the lake world. Or the beach world, whatever one that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess it'd be the beach world. There's a boss that you have to fight, and you have to capture these little squid guys to to properly spray the water from those squid guys to to defeat the main boss. You have to you have to shake. And are you talking about doing whether you shake and it spits all around you? Yeah, I never once used that on the boss. No, on that boss. No. Oh, that's how what did I you did. beat him? I would I would fly up. I'd go over him and I'd spin and I'd go whoosh, and I'd get him. I didn't do that. I found that to be the most effective way. To I get would him. I would fly up above him, just like you did. But then I would take myself out of the squid and I'd stomp on him. Oh no! I stayed he out of the squid. I think that's how you were supposed to. You probably did a little different way. Yeah. I think that's why you're supposed to do it because he had his markings on his head look like a pound were, symbol. Were the thing. same yeah. symbol as those little things that you're supposed to stomp on. Oh. I did that and it was real quick. Oh, see, I didn't. I didn't take it that way. I see, I they, sprayed him with water. They make it so that um, what I notice is that the motion controls can help you do extra things, mm-hmm. but you do not need them. Yeah, I, and I was watching some other YouTube like uh, gameplay videos, and some people were saying that there's ways to trigger the motion control actions without motion control. So, yeah. for example. Um, as you're learning the game, one of them is to throw Cappy around you in a circle. So he spins around you, which mm-hmm. you would normally um, believe you shake it to the left or something like that to do yeah. it. Uh, they say that one way to do it without any motion control is with your left stick, spin it, and then throw Cappy. And apparently it does the same thing. Yes, but yeah, it, it does. it's not listed in the official moves list in the game. But it also makes Mario spin around. Too. Right, but then Mario spins. So. Yeah. That's that's yeah. really I only use two things with motion controls regularly. And it wasn't enough where I couldn't do it with a pro controller. Um and even then I could do the same move. That's the great thing is they add those same con- uh, motion controls to the pro controller too. Right. Number 1 was uh spinning the cap. Um if you take your two Joy-Cons and you just quickly sw- like slice them to the left, then Mario will throw out Cappy and it'll do this really cool spin around him. So it's like an area of effect spin. Mm-hmm. The other one that I used was the homing cap. So if you um, if you throw Cappy and then you shake the Joy-Con, then it'll, um, 
if you missed, like say you tried to hit something and you missed with Cappy, that would automatically home to whatever you were trying to do, which you can use the motion controls on your pro controller for that. So I didn't have a problem with that. And I'm starting to use a pro controller a little bit more now that I've been through it. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother, though, I remember watching him for the first time watching him play. He was playing in a portable mode with the Joy-Cons attached to the console. And I remember him trying to do the homing mode, and he was just shaking the whole console yep. like vigorously. And I just remember like looking at them do that, and I'm like, that that doesn't look... But he was smiling. He was having a good time. Yeah. Just shaking the whole That's what I noticed, because I tried doing that, the spin moves and stuff, and when you're in the portable mode, it's just... You do. You shake the whole console, which makes it really hard to see what you're actually doing because you're shaking the thing. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, it's not bad, right? The, the rest of the normal gameplay is, is perfect for the portable mode. And I've I've logged probably half the time I have in it in the portable mode. Problem is that there was no there was very limited motion control in Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. So it was a perfect game for the pro controller. Right. I mean, so is like Splatoon, like the first third-person shooters, things like that. Yeah, honestly, I'd say that Odyssey is probably the first game that like really takes advantage of the motion controls yeah. beyond like one, two, switch and stuff. I mean, like an actual like integrated gameplay. It yeah. is taking advantage of the which we knew they controls. would only because that's the thing about when a Mario game comes out. Nintendo likes to pull off all the like it likes to sh- show off. Yeah. I think it's the best way to put it. I- yeah, yeah, it is showing off, but I'll say that they use that game to teach people yeah. how to use the Switch, which I will say that's one thing I noticed Like as I was playing. I, I would say that Odyssey is probably one of the best games, not just Mario games, but one of the best games on teaching you how to play the game for a mm. couple of reasons. One, the levels are super well designed so that like when you walk into an area and you see something new, they set up a couple for you to kind of play and get used to like how to interact with it. Yeah. So the example that comes to mind for me is like when you have Cappy for the first time, there's these like pegs in the ground that you throw Cappy against and it pulls them out of the ground. They give you a couple of those right up front to teach you later to throw Cappy on everything. Yeah. Which they did that all throughout the game. So next time you're playing, like just pay attention to the beginnings of levels. They teach you how to play without being in your face about it. Which fixes one of the one things that I hate when I see in a video game. And to me, it's a sign of a video game that's not well, um, that's not very well thought out. Mm -hmm. At least when you do a single player mode. Mm -hmm. Um, If you ever start a game and the first thing you see is a picture of the controller with all of the buttons that show you what all of the buttons do with a little yeah. like graph on everything. The last time I've seen it the worst was when I played, it was a Final Fantasy, I think it was Final Fantasy 13, where not only did they show you the graph on the controller, and they had the next screen where it was literally like you were reading a book on how to play the game before you could jump into the game. And the worst part is like a lot of those games, you have to read it. Right. If yeah, you, you can't skip past it. If you don't, you'll never figure these things out. No, it's not intuitive in any way. Nintendo is always the best at that. You know, if you make video games that will actually like if they want to study video games, they'll study level one of Super Mario Brothers, the yep. first one. Because it's like it it's perfect. So if you're sitting there with a controller for the first time and you don't know what to do, you know, you just start pushing buttons. Mm-hmm. Eventually you start to realize, oh, these directional buttons over here, you know, they'll move the little guy on the screen. And then if you try to go up, it doesn't do anything. If you try to go down, it doesn't do anything. If you go left, it doesn't do anything. And then if you go right, 
all of a sudden the screen starts moving. Right. And it's literally like those little bit, like without having to give you a manual, you just learn how to play it. Yeah. And then the Goomba, what's really fun, if you go a normal speed, the reason why they have that Goomba, the first one is just kind of there that you have to jump on. The second one, they have that line of like five bricks where it's like if if you just try to jump over and normally you're going to fail. More than likely, what's going to happen is you're going to jump and you're going to hit a brick and you'll land on that second Goomba, yep. which is there you learn... You can break bricks. You can break bricks yeah. and you can jump on things. Yep. You're a jump guy. Yeah. And then of course you have the the two different kind of bricks. Yep. You have the question brick and then the one that actually looks like bricks. So then you learn that there are some bricks that you can like some bricks you can break and then some bricks actually will have something into it, hence a mushroom, you right. know, which is pretty cool. So I mean simple things like that. So yes, it, it surprises me. It does not surprise me at all that the first level of Super Mario Odyssey, I would call it one of, I would call it a masterpiece of 3D gaming. Yeah. You know, um, I'd love to see, you know, I'm, I'd love to see developers do that more, you know, and just yeah. show what they can do, like as a, an intelligent developer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, like with some of the advanced moves and stuff too that are a little more difficult to figure out, I, I can't tell if it's, if it's being intuitive or if it's just a time delay, but to me, it felt like when I was like struggling, whether for real or not, like I was trying to do a wall jump and I was just, I was being really sloppy about it. Yeah. Little video pops up in the corner. This is how you wall jump. So it's like, it's like, Hey, you kind of suck. So we're going to, we're going to give you a little hint here. I remember that. And then I I couldn't tell if it was time delayed or if it just thought I was doing a really poor job. If it had like some motion control that you could use, Mm -hmm. you didn't have to, but you could little video would pop up of this person with these gorgeous hands. (laughs) I mean, this lady had them. They've, they got the lady with the best looking hands and they just show, they zoom in on the controls with her hands and they show her doing the actual movement that makes it. Remember the playing the Wii and they would, they would try to show you how to play a mini game on Mario party or something like that by showing a controller with an arrow pointing up. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what is that? Do I throw the controller? What does that mean? Like, but like, and then these, they've got to see these tiny little videos that they should like, yeah. they literally show you a person doing what you're supposed to do. Genius. Yeah. You know I mean, little things like that. Yeah. I, th- I thought that they did a really good job just in, in so many aspects of the gameplay and teaching you how to play. And then like there, there are some spots that you need to use some advanced moves. Like you have to throw the cap, jump off the cap and then do another leap after you do the jump, which like, there's really complex yeah. moves, but you don't have to. They don't stop you from the gameplay. They just, you have to do those moves as you get better if you want to go get the extra, like, moons and things like that. I noticed there was no moon where you had to do a very difficult jump or something like that to get. Like, in this game, you can do some, because of the mechanics with Cappy and be able to jump on him and things like that. Uh, and actually, if you read the manual, there's some complex things you can do. Like, um, they showed one jump, like the furthest in distance jump that you can do is actually like 24 times the length of a normal Mario jump. Mm-hmm. 24 times. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy to me. Um, and that's like without, that's like you're throwing the cap and then you're lunging towards it and then you're bouncing off the cap. You have to do the spin thing, which lets you throw the cap again yeah. and you lunge towards it again. Like, that is to me that's really cool and it's given me something that like I want to be able to do. Like I want to practice it enough where I can do it efficiently. Yeah. 
but you don't have to do anything crazy like that in order to get a some a power moon, which is important for the game. Right. There were little areas that you could get to that you had to do that, mm-hmm. but they typically gave you something that you didn't that wasn't like important to the like finishing the game. Right. It was usually like a you know a pack of like two hundred coins or something like that. Yeah. Or or what they would do as an alternative is like you could get there just using your regular jumps and basic skills. But it was either really time consuming or just really hard to do using yeah. the basics. They wanted you to use the advanced moves. Yeah, I think overall it's it's just been such a great game. And hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Spoiler alert. It's a great game. <laughs> That's not a spoiler. Yeah, no, I, it's, it, <laughs> I yeah, it's a spoiler. spoiler. It's a great game. No, uh-huh. I, I've really enjoyed it so far. And I know it's going to be a game a lot like Breath of the Wild that... You know, um, big I, just, fan. I just want to go and play something for half an hour. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know once I like finish the game out, mostly it's going to be something I can just play over and over and over again. And I, I think it's going to be one of those games where I want to start a new file yeah. and like play, which thankfully, if I read the menu system right, you can have multiple saves per mm-hmm. user, which is something they got wrong on Zelda. You can only have the one game per user. Well, hey, Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, you know, I don't know if we'll have a podcast on it again, but you know, we'll probably be mentioning it again here and there. I imagine. Oh, for sure. You know, I mean, we we still mentioned Breath of the Wild, and that's been what eight months now since that came out. Man, has it really? Yeah, yeah, March, right? I'm ready to play it again. I know it. It really is a good game. Oh wow! I was jokingly saying that, but then I just reminisced about it, and I actually really want to play it again. I just played it the other day. <sighs> You're too cool, Brandon. Well, great. Well, hey, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in again. Um, Brandon, where can they uh, comment? And, um, you know, what's our, we'll get, give them the social media spiel. <laughs> the general rundown here. I know I should just save this and tag it on the end of things. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're everywhere these days. So, like the last episode, um, you can find us on Google Play now. So, definitely check us out there if you have an Android device or you just happen to use uh, the Google Play Store. Um, just search for The Average Enthusiast. You can also find us on iTunes. Uh, also, just search for The Average Enthusiast. Mm. And then for our general social stuff, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, uh, and Instagram are our main platforms, but we also have stuff on YouTube as well. So definitely feel free to follow us in any of those mediums and feel free to comment. Uh, if you have any suggestions for a future show or something we can talk about, uh, send us a either a Facebook message or a tweet at us. So we look forward to hearing from you. And once again, thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye. That was a podcast. You chose to listen to who? Do you think you make good choices? Whether you dare her, you have Brandon and Kendall. Talk about things that are cool. We're feeling enthusiastic. That you can be average too. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb.